Pacific Coast Church, Pastor Ashley here, and wherever you're watching from, we want to welcome you. We are so excited that you decided to connect with us in this way via technology. Aren't you grateful for technology? But friends, our wait is over. The days of only getting to connect via technology are coming to an end. What we've wanted to announce to you, we now get to say out loud. And I have to tell you, we have talked about other locations. We've talked about the things that we've been working on. And how many of you know that sometimes when the Lord closes a door, it's because He's going to open a better one. And I have to tell you, that is exactly what the Lord has done in this situation. And so we want to announce to you that Pacific Coast Church now has a consistent gathering space locked in for the next year. Friends, we have a home, a place that we can meet together every single Sunday starting September 5th. And are you ready for it? The amazing place that the Lord has provided. Mount Tahoma High School. Friends, I cannot wait for you to see this incredible space. We're talking about a state-of-the-art auditorium that seats over 600 people comfortably. You can't even believe it. We're also talking about an unbelievable kids church space that we'll be able to utilize as well as, uh, oh, wait for it. I know that you are very concerned about it and this is for you. Parking for days, so convenient. Friends, it is centrally located. It's gonna be easy to get to. The Lord has made a way. And so we just wanna pause for a second and thank Him right? This is going to be so phenomenal. Our first Sunday there is going to be September 5th. We're going to start with one service at 10 a.m. We're going to load in and load out. It'll be mobile church, but it is mobile church in the most incredible way. And so we want to thank you, number one, for praying. Thank you for seeking the Lord about this answer to prayer. We know it's Him responding to all of our prayers together. Number two, I wanna thank you for giving. Thank you for your continued giving. It's so important right now. And I know that the Lord is helping us to be incredible stewards, especially in this time of unknowns with all the things that are going on around us. God has provided a place that we can do mobile church and still come to you online. It's, it's the best of all the worlds. And number three, we wanna ask you to lean in. Lean into what the Lord is speaking to you. We'd love for you to join a dream team. We're gonna need more dream team now than ever. And there is a spot for you, regardless of what you think your skill set is or isn't. I'm telling you, we can utilize you. God wants to use you for what he's gonna do at Mount Tahoma. And so I wanna invite you right now just to either email us at info at pacificcoast.church or visit us online at pacificcoast.church to fill out that Dream Team application. We're excited to get you connected and involved. And as always, you can give in a myriad of ways. You can text the word donation to have the link sent directly to your phone. You also can visit us online at pacificcoast.church to give a one-time gift or to set up reoccurring giving. And also you can mail your checks to Pacific Coast Church PO Box 66026 Tacoma, Washington 98467. The Lord has made a way. Kind of in a season where we thought, man, there is no way. 
He has made an incredible way. And I'm so excited to gather with you starting September 5th, every Sunday, 10 a.m. It's going to be incredible. Now, today, before we move any further, let's just thank the Lord together for what He's doing, what He's going to do in that facility, in and through us. He's going to start things that will spread throughout the community in such beautiful ways. And so let's just pause for a second and thank Him together. Lord, we just, we don't move any further without giving you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise, God, for opening this door, for closing doors that you didn't want us to walk through, and for opening another one simultaneously. Lord, you're so faithful. Forgive us, Lord, for the times that we were questioning and doubting. Even me, Lord, please forgive me for that. We are so grateful for this amazing opportunity. Thank you, Lord, for all my friends watching and listening that have been faithful, that will continue to be faithful in responding to exactly what you're nudging them to do. Lord, we're excited. We're excited for this new season. And God, we just commit it to you 100% wholeheartedly trusting you for every part of it like we always have and will continue to do we love you lord we thank you in jesus name amen amen well i'm excited about today not only because we get to announce mount tahoma right but also because we are in preparation the next two weeks we're going to be preparing for our 21 days of prayer and fasting that will come toward the end of September, and we'll be announcing that for you, but we're gonna be talking about prayer, the power of prayer. And I love this word that my amazing husband is going to bring to you today. Friends, it's so important, and I gotta tell you, when the Lord spoke this to him, it changed our prayer lives forever. And so I'm excited for you to hear this word on prayer today. Hey, well, once again, Pacific Coast Church, Thanks so much for joining us today online. And you know, as we mentioned earlier, we're just a couple of weeks away from meeting in person. Finally, of course, at Mount Tahoma High School on a regular basis. And I can't tell you just how excited I am. It's gonna be so much fun. So once again, thank you all for being so patient and understanding through this process. You know, one thing, that some of you already know about Ashley and myself is that we really place a ton of value on clear vision and communication. And here's the thing, the difference between casting vision for like a new business venture versus a new kingdom venture is that the kingdom venture requires new levels of humility and trust in God because it's God's thing and it's not ours. And and how many of you know that his timing on his work always seems to line up a little bit different than ours. You know what I'm talking about? So so once again, thank you for not only accepting this biblical truth, this principle, but also your willingness to go along on this journey with us as well. Hey, for Pacific Coast Church, this is a brand new exciting season, but also this is a new season for everybody here in the Northwest, you know, like we're all gearing up for our kids to go back to, go back to school. And, and, if you're, and if you're a parent like me, with kiddos in the public school system here locally, our kids will be headed back for full 
school days. And I mean, I can't even believe that. In fact, I actually kind of want to stop talking about it right now so I don't jinx it. You know what I'm talking about? My, My kids are so excited. My wife's excited. Everyone's excited, but it's still new. New seasons. And with new seasons comes excitement. But if you're human, sometimes, just sometimes, anxiety and even fear latches onto that bandwagon as well. You know, we all watched this past week the horror unfold in the Middle East and Afghanistan. And, you know, we all felt that gutted, desperate feeling pitted inside of us. Whereas we saw that C-17 move down the runway with those hundreds, if not thousands of Afghans running alongside it in desperation, hoping that it would somehow stop and they would all climb aboard to safety only to see it take off without them. We all felt that this week. And as I watched the news unfold, knowing the reputation of the Taliban and their mission, as I sat there with my wife and my mother, who's in town right now visiting, and my, and my almost 10-year-old daughter combing her, her little dolly's hair at the dinner table, my blood boiled. I felt helpless. And so what did I do? I just began to talk to God. And and, and I wish I could explain it better. But can I tell you that in that moment, I knew he heard me. In that moment, I felt a strange, inexplicable peace. Now, did my little talk with God solve the 20-year Afghan crisis? Probably not. (laughs) But what I can tell you is that that little talk It regrounded me and even gave me my own personal marching orders concerning this crisis. We're in this new season where there's excitement and joy coupled with fear and anxiety due to uncertainty, due to global issues, social issues, environmental issues, in in, in many ways totally outside of our control, But but then very personal issues that we need direction and clarity on. And so as believers and followers of Jesus, we have to be able to get his clear direction. And the way we do that is through prayer. And in this new season for our church, for each of us personally, let's go deeper in our prayer life. And in fact, that's what I want to talk to you about today for the next couple of minutes. You know, For me, prayer, I'll be honest with you, I've struggled with prayer in a lot of different different ways throughout my life. If if you're like me, it started when we were kids, that the prayers that we were taught, you know, like that we were taught to pray. Remember that one that now I lay me down to sleep, I pray to the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Okay, 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 sweetheart, I I hope you don't die in your sleep. Like what? Like what what are some of these... Some of these prayers are just strange, you know? But it doesn't even stop there. Even the most well-meaning of us can give wrong impressions about prayer. I remember a couple of years ago, a young woman called my wife Ashley in tears. And she said that she just met with a Christian counselor and she kept talking about not wanting to give all of her clothes away. And she was kind of hysterical. And all Ashley could make out was, I want to know God's will. Pastor Ashley, I just know it's God's will for me to give all my clothes away. And so Ash began to ask more questions as as to how she arrived at her conclusion. And it turned out that apparently 
she'd been meeting with a really genuine and kind Christian counselor that gave her a a passage of scripture. And and here's the passage that this well-meaning Christian counselor gave this young woman who was struggling. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 17. It says this, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So this poor girl asked the Christian counselor, what does that mean? Because I really want to know God's will. What's God's will for my life? And she said, you need to create a prayer closet and go in it every day and pray. The only problem was her clothes took up the entire closet. So she was like, I got to give my clothes away. Now, listen, does that verse mean stop living my life? No, it means pray in all your situations. The goal is that prayer should be our first response and not our last resort. When we as the church begin looking for places to gather, you know, we first prayed for direction. And, and, and when we saw the tragedy unfolding in, in, in Afga- Afghanistan this week, those of us who are believers, what did we do? We took it to God. This is what we do. In fact, this is what Jesus told us to do. In fact, he taught us how. So today, for a few minutes here, I, I want to look at Scripture where Jesus himself gave us a model for prayer. And let me add, Jesus expects that we're prayers, all right? Remember, Jesus says, when you pray. He didn't say not if you pray. And and, and he gives us this blueprint for prayer in the Gospel of Matthew. So grab your Bibles, grab something to write with. Here's our anchor verses, and that is Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 8. This This is Jesus speaking. He says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them, I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they'll ever get. But when you pray, here's the instruction, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. Verse 7, When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. Aren't you thankful for that? You know, not many of us know that this next passage, it's often referred to as the Lord's Prayer. Look at verse 9 of chapter 6 in Matthew. It says, pray then in this way. Okay, take some notes. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil or, or the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Here's what I want to do. I want to go line by line through what Jesus gave us and dissect together the outline he gave us for prayer we just read. And what's really cool about this outline is that each step has an action plan, meaning each line has a step that we can take in our prayer lives And if we allow this outline to shape even just the way we think about prayer, 
it will make a massive impact, all right? Look at this, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Let's go back to it. Here it is. Pray then in this way. Here it is, our Father who is in heaven. Here's, here's step one. Write this down. Here it is. Connect with God relationally. Listen, we serve a God who desires relationship with us. Intimacy, if you will. And, 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 and who you're talking to matters. This is what Jesus is talking about. It's imperative when we pray to connect with who God is to us. You know, some of us approach prayer as if God is Santa Claus. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, like you're at Lake Chelan and, and you see someone riding one of those bright yellow jet skis, like a sea dew, and in that moment, it's like, oh, oh dear God, it's, it's that time of year again. And I wanted to see if you could hook me up with a new sea dew. You know, I've, I've been a good 45-year-old this year, and if there's any way, just, just let me know. Love you. You know, like, don't act like you've never prayed a prayer like that before, right? Oh, dear God. Oh, dear God. Some, some of us approach him like Aladdin and the genie with the Robin Williams voice. Like, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, it's like he's Santa Claus or some of us. On the other hand, some of us approach God like he's a tyrant, like we approach God because we bought false theology that states God states that God God's mad at his creation and so because of that we're supposed to be afraid of God but how many of you know that that person or thing that we're afraid of we tend to avoid let alone engage in but scripture is clear about who God wants to be to us Romans 8 this is a incredible verse 8 14 through 15 says for all for all who are being led by the spirit of god these are sons of god for you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again aren't you thankful for that but you have but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out abba father you know my parents are in town visiting from Miami, Florida this week. And we got to talking about the neighborhood that they live in. And it's interesting, they've lived in the same neighborhood in Miami, Florida for over 20 years. And the neighborhood is primarily Orthodox Jew. And I can remember living there as a teenager myself, and I can remember the culture shock it was for me to live as a Christian in a Jewish neighborhood. And, and let me just stop right there, and, and, and let me tell you, my wife and I love Israel. Like, like we love to study the Jewish culture and, and even fully immerse ourselves in it from time to time. So anytime we're back in Miami, it's always a treat. But, but, but one spectacle that takes place once a week in my parents' neighborhood on the Sabbath is when all of the Jewish Orthodox families, it's so cool, they walk to the synagogue. And, you know, the, the, the family is like just draped in black and white wool in 95 degrees, walk two miles, and, and they pass right in front of your house. And it's fascinating to watch. And on many occasions, you can hear the little children coming, running towards their fathers, who, who, who maybe were a few steps ahead. And they yell out, Abba, Abba, meaning Daddy, Daddy. And in the Hebrew language, the word Abba, is the Hebrew description of intimacy. 
Those little, those little kids, those little Jewish kids, they would scream, Abba, Abba. And every single time, I'd watch these stoic men turn almost to mush. All of a sudden, a huge smile would stretch across their face under their long beard, and they'd scoop those little babies up in their arms. Intimacy. Your heavenly Father desires an intimate relationship with you and Him. That's how he created it to be for you. Matthew 6 verse 9 says this, Hallowed be your name. That old English word means holy, meaning sacred. So here's step two, and that is, write this down. Recognize and worship who he is. Let me give you just a few of what scripture presents as names of God. Are you ready? Here it is. Abba Father. Alpha and Omega, meaning beginning and the end in all things. The Ancient of Days, like meaning the one who was present in all past and will be in the future. Here's another one, the Anointed One. The God who gave you birth. God of all knowledge. The God Most High. The Everlasting One. The God who sees. God Almighty, the Creator, the self-existent One, the Lord my banner, meaning the One who goes before me, the One who covers me. Here's another one, the Lord my shepherd, the Lord that heals, the Lord my rock, the Lord of peace, the Lord that is with me, the Lord my fortress, the Lord of hosts, meaning sovereign over all powers of the universe the Lord our righteousness, the Lord our deliverer, the Lord our provider. And those are just a few. Exodus 3 verse 14 says, as God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. John 8 verse 58 says this, very truly I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. So, the question I pose to you is, which I am or role of God do you need him to be for you today? Are you sick? Maybe you need the Lord that heals. And so because of that, you approach him in that matter. But it starts by recognizing that he indeed heals. You know, start, starting with a prayer of recognition is always powerful. Uh, you know, like, like, I, I like something, something like this, you know, here, here's a, an example, you know, God, my world is chaotic. And I know that your word refers to you as the Lord of peace. Today, I pray that you would provide your peace, that your word says surpasses all understanding. That's what I'm requesting from you today, Lord. It's, it's a beautiful thing, this prayer of recognition before we ever get to our actual request. Also, often in prayer, the most important minutes you spend aren't the ones where you're talking, it, it, oftentimes. But actually, they're the ones where you're, where you're quiet, where you're reflecting on who he is, all right? Let's continue in the outline that Jesus taught us. Let's go back to that prayer, Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. Here it is. This scripture says, your kingdom come, your will be, will be done on earth as it is in heaven. All right, get your pen. Step three, type it out. Here it is. Pray God's agenda and his desires first. So often, if you're like me, 
<laughs> I'm human, right? My prayers usually start with what I want. Oftentimes, I catch myself praying a prayer that, that asks God to change his plans for my plans. But listen, that's just not the way his kingdom works, my friend. It's not JF's kingdom. It's his kingdom, where he's the king, where we all fall in line with his agenda. So, so like, what's his priorities? What, what's his agenda? What does he want us as representatives here on earth of him what does he want us focusing on? What does, he want, what does he want us praying for? Well, I thought you'd never ask, all right? So here you go. What has God specifically instructed us to pray for and through his word to pray for, all right? Matthew chapter 5, it says, pray for those who persecute you. Matthew 9, verse 36 says, pray that laborers would be sent. James 5, verse 13 through 16 says, pray for the sick. Psalm 122, verse 6 says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you, meaning provided to you. Then after all of that, in that order, ask him for what you need. You see, in the kingdom of God, there's order in all things. And in this me-first, incredibly selfish society that we live in, we forget that we serve a God of order whose agenda and plans reign supreme. But even that, he loves you so much that he desires to give you what you desire. He's just that good, my friends. All right. Okay, so let's keep reading the roadmap Jesus gave us. Let's go back to Matthew 6. Here's verse 11 now as we pray through this and read through this. It says, give us this day our daily bread. All right, so step four, ask him for what you need today and trust him to supply it. All right, now why would God do it that way? Why just for today and not simply for tomorrow? The reason is because when we start dwelling on what might come tomorrow, that's when fear and anxiety enter. When we begin to try to Im imagine what all of the potential outcomes could be, you know, like, like you wind up getting all the bad ones too. God already knew that, and that's why he said, focus on the here and now, and I got you for tomorrow. Listen, easier said than done. My, uh, my son Fulton recently had a birthday party where he turned seven years old, of course. That blows my mind just how fast we got to seven. And then, of course, my daughter Izzy, she turns 10 in just a few weeks. And when my Izzy was born, my in-law so generously opened up a savings account and so generously <laughs> helped start Izzy's as well as Fulton's college fund. So for the last 10 years, we've been contributing as a family to our kids' savings. And the other day, we were driving with the kids, and the topic of college somehow came up. You know, Izzy's 10 now, asking questions. And so Izzy asked, well, Dad, like, who pays for college? So, of course, we began to explain to them how it all works. And, and then we got, like, real specific, like, specifically how, how we as a family were preparing for it as well. So we, we lay it all out for them. And my Israel, who's my little negotiator, says, well, Dad, is there any way you could just give me all the money now, and I'll just hold on to it until, until I go to college. Now, she was half joking, of course, and we all like, had, a, had a pretty good laugh about, 
about that for a few minutes, but, but, then, but then I began to explain to the kids why that truly would be a bad idea, <laughs> right? Like, like we told them that, that, that like they, they just weren't old enough to provide for themselves, but someday they'd be able to, and, and, and that for the, they'd be able to do it for the next several years. So, so they had to trust us with their provision because we loved them so much and like we knew exactly what they needed to have to flourish as children. And I also told them that if there was ever anything that they thought that they needed, they'd just come to simply ask and, and, and we could have those conversations. Because at the end of the day, Ashley and, I, Ashley and I are the one that could supply it to them, all right? So this is kind of how it works with God. We serve a really good God who really loves us to the point that he created the universe to work in and through us to change the world. He wants a relationship with us. He, he, he wants you to want and need him daily. And he's got you tomorrow. We got to trust him. All right. Let's go back to the text. Matthew 6, verse 12. Here it is. Here, here's, the, here's the next step. He says, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Step five. Get your heart right with God and people, all right? The only thing that can keep you from being forgiven by God is your willingness to forgive others. Jump to verses 14 and 15 of this same chapter. Jesus reiterates the importance of this forgiveness. Go to the text, verse 14. For if you forgive others for their transgressions, meaning the bad things they did towards you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Here's the kicker, verse 15. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions, your mistakes. Look at 1 John 1, 9. Scripture says if, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All right? Let's go back to Matthew 6. Look at verse 13. And here it is as we continue in this prayer. It says, And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil, meaning the evil one. Here's step six. And that is, acknowledge spiritual warfare and pray for specific protection. Now, listen, we, like we just came out of a series here at Pacific Coast Church on this subject of spiritual warfare. So, Go back and have a listen if you missed any of our Suit Up series. But if you remember, it all came from the book of Ephesians. Remember? Ephesians chapter 6. And here was one of those verses, verse 12. It says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. All right. Listen, we have to, we have to, we have to, we have to as believers accept Paul's word here. So often we put all the emphasis on humanity and so little, so little on the spirit world. We spend so much time fighting each other instead of fighting the enemy of our souls. The question is in this new season where everything is changing, what are areas of weakness in your life? What clear guidance do you need from the Lord to keep you safe? All right, let's go back to the text. Verse 13, it says, For yours is the kingdom and the power 
and the glory forever. Amen. And here's the last step, step seven. God's perfect number, right? All right. Express faith in God's willingness and ability. Look at 1 John, verse 5, chapter 5, verse 14. It says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, whatever we know that we have what we asked of him. Here's where my biggest battle remains, this last step. This constantly and actively trusting God fully, whether my prayers are answered or not in the way I want it or not. Because here's the thing, at the end of the day, it's all about his kingdom, his power, and his glory forever and ever again. Listen, my friends, at Pacific Coast Church, as we're moving in to this new season, yeah, we're moving into a physical building. We're going to be meeting regularly. We're moving now into the fall season. We're here in the United States, specifically here in the Northwest. There's a lot of changes. The weather's going to be changing. Kids are going back to school. We're getting back into a routine. We have to be a church that values prayer on a whole nother level. We got to go deeper with this. And I just appreciate that we serve God. We serve, we serve Jesus who knew so much. He's so clear. He knew exactly that we would be asking questions about this. And so there he did. He laid it out for us. And so I encourage you, even start today. Take those seven steps. Take the Lord's Prayer and begin to apply it in your life. Break it down like that. We serve a holy God. Just take some time. And maybe you want to take that list that I gave you. We can provide that for you as well, of course. But just take some time and worship Him for who He is and, and set the tone before you even get to your requests. All right? I want to pray for you right now. Maybe you're watching right now and you say, Jeff, yeah, this is a new season. And you talked about the excitement of new seasons, but man, you also talked about the anxiety of new seasons and fear. Listen, if you're like me, yeah, there's some of that that gets inside of me at times. Maybe you say, Pastor Jeff, will you pray for me as we're moving into this new season? I'm, maybe, you're, maybe you're stepping into a new career. Maybe you're like my friend Joey who just had a baby boy. That's a new season, a new thing, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe you're, you're moving or there's so many different changes and new seasons and new seasons are good, but of course, strapped to them at times is anxiety and fear. And maybe you say, will you pray for me in that? Maybe you're watching right now and you say, JF, in this new season, you know what? I want to start this new season accepting Christ in my life. Like, wouldn't that be awesome? Maybe in this, as we step into this new season, all the changes that are taking place, maybe you want to step into saying, yes, Lord God, like, like I'm dealing with fear and anxiety and, and maybe, maybe it's deep, some deep-rooted stuff. Maybe you're dealing with unforgiveness. Maybe you're dealing with bitterness. Maybe you're dealing with addiction issues. I don't know. We're, scripture says that we're all sinners, but here's the thing, we're saved by grace. So maybe you're watching today and you say, I want to say yes to Jesus. I want to accept him in my life. I'm going to give you an opportunity right now. In fact, maybe you already did it. I don't know. This isn't religion, all right? But maybe, maybe that's you today. So let me just say a prayer for you, Lord. God, I thank you for every person watching. I thank you for the person who, who's listening on the podcast right now. God, I, I thank you for each and every one of them for taking part of their day uh, to get in your word. 
to say thank you, to hear from you. God, that's, that's what this is all about. And God, we just want to take a minute here and just thank you for all that you're doing. Lord, I pray right now for my friend who, as we're moving into this new season, they say, I want to say yes to you. If that's you right now, just do that, do that my friend, my brother, my sister. Lord, you know all the details of my life. There's, there's, no, there's no hiding. <laughs> like he, he knows all things and he knows all the details about you. So there you are, right? You just say, Lord, uh, forgive me of my sins, right? My mistakes. What, would you come into my life? I, I believe in you. That's, that's the qualifier right there is belief in Jesus. So I believe in you, Jesus. Lord, come into my life and, and, and do, do a work on my heart. I've got some pain. I've got some issues. I've got some relationships that are broken. Heal me in Jesus' name. I receive you. I believe you. I'm going to follow you the rest of my life in Jesus' name. All right. Maybe you're watching. I just mentioned it. You say, pray for me, Jeff, in this new season. I'm, I'm dealing with fear. I don't, I'm, I'm afraid. You know, I'm thinking about way out. And I know I'm not supposed to do that, but I'm human. Hey, it's all right. Let me pray for you, Lord. I pray for my friend who, as we move into these new, this new season of across the board, as a church, as parents, as students, right? God, I pray that you give my friends peace right now. In Jesus' name, according to Philippians chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, peace that surpasses all understanding would indeed guard their heart and mind in Christ Jesus. We just, we just, we just cling to that passage. In Jesus' name, God, I pray for each and every person that the fear of what tomorrow holds would dissipate right now. That even as they're sitting there in their apartment, that they would sense something in the room. That being you, Holy Spirit, our comforter, our peace, our encourager, our strength. God, I thank you for every person watching. God, we take a minute right now and we just give you thanks for opening a door for us to meet now and in the physical on a regular basis, Lord God. Thank you for providing the finances that it requires, right? Thank you for all of our dream team for stepping up. Every volunteer, bless them in Jesus' name, God. And we thank you that this is your work. It's not our work, it's your work. So we just say it as a church, a new church, Pacific Coast Church, Lord, have your way. Your will be done, not ours. God, if we're doing it wrong, let us know. Lord, may, may, may we have soft hearts. and May, may we be uh, men and women of, uh, that, that, that pursue humility in such a way that if we get it wrong, we're able to step up and say, I made a mistake. Lord, direct us, guide us. We want to reach Pierce County. We want to reach the Pacific Northwest for you, Lord God. It starts with us, Lord Jesus. I thank you you're doing a new thing in my heart and my friends who are watching right now. So we give you this work. Let your will be done as we move into that Mount Tahoma High School, one of the most diverse campuses, one of the most diverse communities, not just in our city, but like in our state, God. May, may you open doors that we can connect with those young, those young people and their families. May we serve those families to the fullest, Lord God. And God, we just pray that you'd bring people from the north, the south, the east, and the west, all over Pierce County to come together under this PCC new opportunity. Your church, it's Jesus' church, so we give it to you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. I love you. Oh man, what a practical and powerful word. I love unpacking scriptures in that way and also being given like actual steps that we can take today to change the way we even view prayer. It's so awesome. Well, as always, we love to give you questions 
for you to be able to meditate on, to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Maybe you're journaling about them. We hope you're meeting with a small group and discussing some of this. It's going to be really powerful to see how the Lord really speaks to you even after the fact, right? After you've heard this word, after you've read the scripture, just allowing it to kind of marinate. And so I want to encourage you, take these questions. We've numbered them one and two, but there's lots of questions in here. Take these questions and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you about each and every one. Question number one, what does it mean to connect with God relationally? What is the nature of the current relationship you have with the Lord? Why do you think that is? What would you like to be different? How will you make it, meaning the relationship, different in those ways? Number two, try this model out during a few of your prayer times. And when we talk about a model, friends, I'm talking about these steps that Pastor JF gave you. Try that model out during a few of your prayer times. Be sure to include moments to listen to the Lord at each step. Remember, He wants a relationship with you, and conversations should never just be one-sided. Does this approach change your prayer life at all? And if so, how? And we want to hear from you. Let us know how the Lord is molding and changing your life. Leave it in the comments below, or you can email it to us. As always, know that we want to hear your prayer requests. You can text the word Pacific to 84576, and you can let us know how we can be praying. We have a prayer team that literally prays every single week. And even during the week, we send urgent prayer requests out as they're sent into us. And so know that we take that very seriously. Also, you can send that same text Pacific to 84576 to make sure that you connect with us if you want us to help you find a small group. That's going to be so important moving into this next season. And as always, friends, Mount Tahoma, September 5th, 10 a.m. Make sure you mark your calendars. This is going to be an epic day, the start of such an incredible new season for Pacific Coast Church. And friends, we are excited for it. We need your help. Please, if you haven't joined a dream team, go do that right now. You can do that online or you can email us at info at pacificcoast.church or like I said, visit the website to download the application. Whatever it is you're willing to do, I promise we can utilize your time, your skills, your energy, and your efforts. Also, please, please hear from the Holy Spirit and give as He is leading you. This is going to be so important. Please know that we are doing our best to be amazing stewards of everything that you give. And so we are so grateful for your faithfulness, God's faithfulness through you. Friends, He is that kind of God, right? He chose to do all of this in and through us as we work together. Everybody doing our part. Even when we think it's small, I promise you, God can make it have lasting, significant impact. So we want to thank you. We love you. We're excited. Next week, we'll be coming at you with another word on prayer to help us prepare for our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Make sure you stay tuned. Can't wait to see you then.